welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, Base Campers. I hope you're all doing well. Here is part two of my interview with futurist and mystic Matthew Marnitz. The Great Awakening is barreling along, isn't it? You have humanity expanding its consciousness in a bunch of obvious ways, and you have these powerful new inputs that are vying for our attention. Corruption has been laid bare in broad daylight for all to see, and the old illusory egoic structures are dissolving. How do we make space for truth? It seems right now we need to make a lot of room as what held everything together prior to this awakening was lies and deceptions. Now we all know. What happens next? It's good to think of the esoteric topics like you would music. Don't try to jam it into any of your known categories. Instead, let the download of new information settle in and see how it works its inner alchemy, transforming every assumption and illusion that came before it. Enjoy the interview. Matthew Marnitz is a mystic, intuitive, and spiritual teacher. He teaches people how to differentiate one's lower self, also known as ego, from our higher self using one-on-one coaching and a variety of spiritual techniques. Here is my two-part interview with Matthew Marnitz. Where do you see Bitcoin? You you were an early adopter of Bitcoin. Right. And good on you, first of all. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I guess I fit into the category of early adopter as well, not as early as you and not as, you know, I didn't really have the resources to come at it. And like a lot of people, I wasn't quite sure I'd been a lifelong uh, equity investor. And so, you know, I, I was familiar with risk and reward and all that. But, you know, Given the context of what we've been talking about, like a new paradigm, a big shift, the 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 fall of the cabal. Here you have we're talking about the deep state sort of being dismantled, uh, oh. the possibility that the military is actually in full control right now, even though they haven't really shown the 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 whole world what's going on. And then here you have this, you know, this anonymously created, brilliantly coded digital platform that could hold currency for the whole world. Really the first time we've ever had hard currency. In other words, it's not inflationary. There's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoin ever mined. Um, and then you have a lot of thought leaders saying, look, this is a this is an absolute godsend for humanity because you have this, this corrupt banking system that is the heartbeat of the deep state. So you can't really talk about dismantling the deep state without talking about dismantling the central banks, which has been their power um, the whole time, really. And so here you have, you know, cryptocurrency. Some are, 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 you know, not the real deal. Some are Ponzi schemes. I get all that. But in the middle of it, and the most important one to me is Bitcoin. And are we close to something like bitcoin being the global currency you know it's it's i can see it moving that direction more and more capital and now institutional capital is moving over to bitcoin um it has probably disappointed people that were trying to get rich from it quick um but if you set that aside and say well this isn't a lottery ticket this is a bet on the new system that is more pro humanity it starts to look like a shining beacon of opportunity for humanity to reset its 
way of transactioning goods and services as, as well as storing value that completely uh, is superior to anything we've had. Yeah, so so I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, you know, the the whole thing of the, the decentralized nature of, of Bitcoin just felt right to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like uh, you know I be, I believe and I it's come it's been said in our sessions in my sessions that um, that it was given to us as a gift in order to you know help give us a help give us a leg up you know on uh, on this cabal right to yeah. to help even the playing field so to speak it doesn't mean that they can't use it they can they can absolutely use it as well for their sure. nefarious means you know um but, but, they can't, uh, but they can't they can't really control it though there isn't there isn't it, it, it is harder for them to control it they're, they're trying they'll try yeah. but at this point um it's it's becoming harder for them now now uh, they also, I believe, they also control a lot of these other cryptocurrencies, which sure. is why I think there's sure. kind of a crypto war going on right now. Yeah, um, and and you know, some of these collapses could very well be actually white hats that are initiating them. Right. And, and you know, and again, I'm not 100% confident about this. These are ideas that I just, uh, some of these are ideas I download. I start to see the bigger picture and. You know, I kind of but, meditate on them and, and see this, but well, and that and that's how, from what I understand, that's how you came across the I'm I'm going I'm betting on Bitcoin was right, yeah, your, absolutely. your own work. So obviously, it worked well. I wanted to ask you about XRP. Is that are you picking up? Is that a white hat or is that a cabal? So I, I, I here here's what I picked up on. Like that was the first cryptocurrency I invested in way back when. XRP was the one I first made the bets on. My wife was saying, hey, uh, you know, we got this friend. He's talking about XRP. Um, I wasn't into Bitcoin yet, and we we moved into XRP. Then it within, you know, a year or so, so I made some investments in XRP. It got sort of the SEC investigated. You couldn't trade it unless you were going to go through some back channels and all that stuff. So I just left it alone. But my intuitive sense at the time was like, I think that they're they're grabbing it and i i assumed it was the cabal that had said pull that one aside and that's going to be the central bank digital currency that we use but it could have been the other way it could have been the white hats doing that and i never really thought that i just my immediate gut reaction and intuition was that it was the cabal was prepping that one um and it didn't mean i was i didn't want to hold it i was just like huh there's something going on why would they pull that one aside and say no more trading and we're investigating it for a couple years so did did you pick up on anything do you have any intuition on xrp yeah yeah. so so i i definitely have a quite a bit of information on that like you um early on in the beginning i actually did i stayed away from xrp i hated it yeah yeah (laughs) Um, yeah yeah yeah. because i felt that it was uh you know was part of the you know the, the banking system, and it was just a replacement for SWIFT. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I was you know wanted to, to to stand up for what I believed in, and I wanted to see the banking system collapse and mm. you know things like that. Now, now I think what's going to happen is probably a transformation of the banking system. I I don't know that it's going to entirely go away. I don't think mm. everything's going to be you know cryptocurrency, but I I think that there's going to be a basket. I think we're going to I feel like we're going to move towards a resource based economy, Mm. um, which, you know, so there'd be a basket of of resources, a basket of cryptos, uh, metals, gold, silver, et cetera, that um, that this this new system, some were calling it the quantum financial system or whatever, that these things are going to be backed on. 
Okay. Uh, you know, we're going to go back to a, you know, you could say we're going back to a gold or silver standard, but there's going to be many things that this is backed on. And I guess there'll be some kind of algorithm that will determine that. And maybe each country will have its own uh, hmm. resource back type of system. So I think it'll be kind of a more sophisticated system. And, and it seems to me like it'll be a little more fair. But as far as XRP, uh, you know, now uh, my belief is that, um, you know, and things I've seen is that the new, I think the the new financial system, the one that these white hats are planning and putting out is, uh, is probably going to use that in some way. Perhaps maybe it's uh, the backbone to the to yeah. the quantum financial system, yeah. and there's been there's been some interesting things that have occurred where, um, again, you know, where, where apparently uh, a lot of these elite cabal members were invited to a- Antarctica, mm-hmm. uh, which is a- allegedly where um, this ET base was discovered. You know, um, and so, this is where it starts to get a little woo right? So, yeah. so sure, that's okay. okay. We'll go there. You know, these all all these elites went out to Antarctica and um, apparently and this happened, I think, at, I think this was in the fall. And uh, and they were even tweeting, you know, some of them were even tweeting that they were going out there. Some of these XRP uh, executives yeah, were tweeting. I remember, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, uh, allegedly that was kind of a trap uh, mm-hmm. that the White Hats had set for these top cabal members. And they were given an ultimatum at that point, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kept giving them chances to to surrender, to join their side. And, you know, they kept, uh, you know, did not, you know, refusing. And eventually now this was the ultimatum. And so my, my understanding is that I would say a good either all or most of the higher level cabal members were, were basically either either they decided to exit this yeah. the planet. You know, be put to death uh, through yeah. a military tribunal, or they decided to start playing along with with the white hats at that point. And so that's why you know QAnon had always said, "Don't freak out about what you're going to see. It's just a movie. It's yeah. not real." Yeah. yeah. And um, and so I think that uh, as far as XRP goes, it seems like there's some things happening on a timeline which ha- have been you know have been playing out uh, almost. To, to a T, usually these these predictions, you know, that they're a little off or they're misinformation. But it seems now that we're actually meeting some of these dates that people are communicating. One of the dates uh, that's been communicated September 15th as being, you know, a key a key date for XRP. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps that might be when this case gets dismissed. Um, I think I think at a at a maximum, I'm kind of feeling like. February or March of next year would be probably the very latest that we would see this case dismissed. But mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the other thing that the intuitives are saying, and I've even had some some information in my sessions, is that uh, we could see XRP go to ten to twelve dollars at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it also seems to be the case that we're going to see one more big dip uh, before this happens. So anytime from now until. XR, the XRP uh, case gets dismissed and it might drop down to say around 21 cents. Bitcoin might go to say 12 or 13,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then from there it would shoot up because this news would come out. But uh, yeah. it seems like there's going to be one more correction. And when you look at, you know, you know, a lot of people think we, we have a bottom, a lot of respected people that I follow. If you look at the technicals, you could, you would think that we hit a bottom, but you know, we're in 
most of the cryptos right now are in a bear flag kind of formation. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it is very well possible that even not even through a black swan, which I think we're we're supposed to be getting a lot a lot of black swan events over the next month or two or three. Um, it, that even just looking at the technicals, we just might have a, another correction, another fifty percent correction that could yeah, see us at those I, levels. I, I've been I've been telling people to your point earlier. You know, we're going to know a lot about all of these topics by the end of the year, beginning of next year. Um, we'll, we'll, there'll be movement, there'll be events, there'll be counter moves, and we're going to be, you know, we'll be in a, a little bit different spot in the awakening. I think there's going to be, uh, you know, I don't want to predict what order or how that goes. I've got some ideas, but um, I'm in a wait and see mode like a lot of people. I think that's a good spot to be in. You know, you talked about galactics. It's funny, Matthew, like if you would have told me when I started doing the podcast, that I would be talking about galactics as a serious topic, you know, just a hundred and a hundred episodes in, I would have said, you know, what, you know, uh, <laughs> right. I, I had always been interested. My listeners know I've, I was always interested in crop circles. I thought that that was my entry point. And then I, I had, I've had a couple of friends that have had experiences with ETs. Um, I followed certain channelers. Um, I always thought the information was over in the mystic category, and I love mystics and I love thought leaders and futurists. So, um, and I also, I also, the more that I read about it, the more uh, I thought, yeah, we're we're getting close to disclosure. And as I would have conversations with people about ET disclosure, I found that a lot of people were very receptive towards it, even people that were not wuji woo minded in other words people that were not into past life regressions or into meditation or altered states or ayahuasca i mean whatever the whatever the edge is where people get information maybe like a mystic or a shaman might get it even people that didn't do any of that would often say yeah yeah i i think it might be a real possibility that we're that we're interacting and collaborating and then here come dr sala's books which i recommend to everybody um, if you've got, uh, if you're curious about disclosure, um, it, they're they're fantastic books. They're not they're they're meticulously researched. I love how Dr. Sala brings in all of these whistleblowers. It's not it's not one channeler, you know, because it's easy mm-hmm. to write off one channeler. Like, well, this person's just got a lot of charisma and is really good at riffing. You know, it, it's too easy to write off somebody that's just like, well, I channeled this information and the Pleiadians are helping us. You know, but it's another thing when high level whistleblower after high level whistleblower is sketching out the history, the hidden history of ETs, our interactions with them in Roswell, uh, the whole secret space program in both the Navy and the Air Force, um, who they are, where they come from, what their agenda has been, what our alliance is, uh, it starts to make a hell of a lot of sense and it starts to make the whole cabal and deep state it you start to see that this is really a proxy war of stuff that's going on further out in space and um i wanted to give you a chance to talk about that because in your in the readings that you do and i'm i'm going to sign up for reading i think my wife's really going to want to do one too because they just sound super interesting and my friend roger i think i'm going to nudge him towards you too because he had an experience when he was a kid uh and his family you know he was abducted and he has this really kind of an uplifting story about what happened. And I think he has always not wanted to talk about it. 
and then was looking for resources like what the hell did this mean and i think something like your readings would be super powerful somebody like him and i'm also curious because i don't really i believe i'm an old soul and had past lives but i don't really i can't recollect you know i can tap into wisdom in certain states but i can't say oh in a former life i did this but i'm very attracted to the galactic conversation so to me i'm like well you know i there's probably some stuff there that i could find out through help with you um but i just wanted to give you a chance to talk about the galactic themes that you see in your readings because i think it's very telling you could read books that michael solaret or maybe you read Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak, and it's resonating with you. It's another thing to say, here's somebody that's doing work directly with people and their higher selves, and he's pulling the same information, including personal information about maybe how you're connected to the higher the higher spheres, the cosmos, which, which uh, ET races, all that stuff, which is super fascinating to me. So I, I just wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about what you're discovering in terms of galactics in your readings, because sometimes it goes in that direction, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and just to be just to be clear, um, mm-hmm. because sometimes when you use the word reading, people think I'm actually giving them a reading. And, and it's you're the one that's giving, you know, I just ask questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's I great. lead you, I lead you through a past life regression. And so what people discover is, uh, is they're actually psychic. They just never knew it because their ego has been blocking them from believing it. It's all about belief. You know, as soon as you start to believe you're psychic, you will be. You'll start to believe the information you've been receiving, but you've ignored because you just think you're making it all up. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, but uh, props to uh, Barbara Marciniak. Yeah, she's awesome. That book is uh, if you want to if you want a good idea of of the the perspective from the galactics that's a great book um and also i think daryl anka you know bashar great uh if you want if you like listening to channelers i think the the real ones kind of you know they're the, the they're the ones that become the most popular because there's a lot of people channelers even getting uh disinformation right sure. so so i do think that the the ones that are really doing it uh, are the ones that kind of filter to the top um, and and Daryl Anka's got, you know, you just can't, his information is so high level mm-hmm. on a higher, you know, fifth dimensional kind of, you know, understanding that, that if you, you know, you, some people might not even be able to, to understand it. They might think that, um, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. But mm-hmm. when you start understanding these concepts, when you start tapping into your higher self and understanding these higher, uh, higher level concepts of love and unity and unconditional love and things like that, you, you'll start to understand uh, what Daryl Anka is talking about, you know, the, the shark. So, but the, as far as what's happening here, just to, to kind of give you an overview, because there's kind of two different realities from a lower perspective. Yeah, we're, we're in a galactic war. It's a lot like Star Wars or, you know, even some of the, the Star Trek battle mm-hmm. scenes. And in fact, um, if you look at the, the history of like, say, how Star Trek was created, you know, uh, I think it was Gene Roddenberry actually had a focus group that were basically channelers. And yep. that's where he got his information yep. from to, to create uh, Star Trek. So, you know, so there, there's definitely a, a galactic war going on. Now, if you, uh, depending upon what level you're talking, if you're talking to somebody on a, a lower, more egoic level, you know, we're at a war from a higher level. This has all just been orchestrated by, you know, seventh, eighth, you know, ninth density beings 
uh, that, you know, want to experience a learn and grow in the darkness mm. as a teacher. Now, hopefully it doesn't trigger anybody, but, uh, mm. you know, that's sure. that's a higher perspective. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I approve of satanic ritual abuse or anything like that. It's horrible. You know, I'm not saying that. Sure. But um, but uh, so what is basically happened here is um, there's kind of you could say that this is an experiment. Earth is to some extent it's an experiment. Now, there, there's there's different different details and intricacies around this that I won't get into right now. But. Just on a base base level, this is you could think of this like a school. We come here to have an experience to you know to for our souls to to evolve in some way, um, and uh, and then you know we have a graduation, and that's what you know. Uh, Twenty twelve was the beginning of our graduation. Uh, the, you could say you could say it's the beginning of. I, I like to think of things in military because I'm ex-military, ex-navy, mm-hmm. and you could say it was like the beginning of Hell Week. <laughs> and, right. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. when you get through Hell Week and you graduate from Hell Week, you feel amazing because you just accomplished something that, that not many, many people have accomplished. And I like to think that the souls here on this planet um, are the Navy SEALs of souls. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to go through the, the, the darkness we've been going through on this planet is, you know, is amazing. Um, and, you know, but there was there there was a moment where we. um we were going down a pretty dark path, and that's when we we had the the atomic bomb, and we weren't really supposed to have that technology that fast. It, it was uh, it was given to people by uh, ETs outside of the outside of the experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, now now the way the experiment worked was they allowed it to happen um, because that that they didn't want to stop the experiment. They needed to continue on, so they allowed it to happen. And but, however. Um, you know, uh, I guess a call was was sent out. Um, Earth, you know, you could say Gaia uh, sent out a call, uh, you know, for volunteers to come and assist humanity because we we probably would have uh, all the horrible things the Cabal was planning on doing probably would have happened. Um, and so after World War Two, you had these waves of volunteers. That's what Dolores Cannon calls them. That this started this started incarnating after. World War II, and you know, and these were highly evolved beings from other planets, from higher densities or dimensions that volunteered to be, because you know, at a higher level, we are more beings that like to be of service to to people. Yeah. You know, when we start to evolve, we'll naturally become more in service to one another. Uh, and so, these beings, you know, they're like, Earth, you know, humans are in trouble. We, we're going to do it, uh, even though I like to equate it to. You know, this is one of the few planets, I think, where you lose your memory, your memory's wiped. And so these beings, you know, basically it's like being dropped in a high, a maximum security prison with a bunch of murderers, having your memory wiped about your powers and your abilities to, you know, and how you can protect yourself. And then trying to set up little, you know, guideposts with your higher self so that you can reconnect with your higher self and get your powers back. Yeah. Well, that, and that's that's what Barbara Marciniak, I mean, you remember her in Bringers of Dawn yeah. talking about she, you know, basically saying, you know, you you ground crew on Earth, you're such badasses, you know, just like, right, hey, right, you yeah. know, so, you're the most courageous, you know, uh, volunteers yeah. for this this mission that is like to bring the light back uh, and to overthrow this really corrupt 
regime is not for the faint of heart. And so, and you know, all the people I know that are in these conversations, they are a very courageous group. You know, one hundred percent. And yeah. these are the these are the rebels of yeah. The, yeah. the universe, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the systems busters, as as Barbara Marciniak yeah, exactly. Would call them. Yep. Um, so, so if you've ever felt like, you know, you, you didn't like school, you didn't like rigid systems or you question authority, you're probably one of these people, you yeah. know, and, and if you're attracted to enlightenment and things like that, that you could also be one of these people. So, and, and the thing is, is there, there are people on both sides of the aisle. There's people, sure. you know, very spiritual new age kind of people who probably align with liberalism that, uh, that are volunteers. And then there's people that are spiritual warriors, yeah. That have, you know, that have a little bit more resilience that, that are here as well. And so, but well, with these, go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, I was, was going to say, the, yeah, go go, I was going to wrap it up, but you want us a little bit more. I was just going to say that, the, you know, the, the, some of these beings, you know, um, are actually part of the experiment. They're ETs that decided, you know what, we need to start incarnating just to make sure. And so they actually joined their own experiment and started incarnating uh, you know, into the experiment uh, to try and uplift humanity. And, and they were successful. So I can report back, you know, they, they, they've said we are successful in my sessions. So, but that doesn't mean that, that things aren't going to look crazy. Yeah. I, th- I think crazy I, on the I, exterior. I think the, the galactic conversation, I think more and more people will be having it. It, it is a extremely powerful tool to awaken because you can't, completely dismiss it and as soon as you step into the maybe this is possible what is going on and if you start to look for different input signals uh there's you're you're, you're just going to start expanding and then you're going to stop being so positional on some of the other stuff that maybe has inhibited your growth um but these readings sound so interesting matthew where do people find you and your work where can my wife and i book a session like what what's what's your website how do we do that and is it done on zoom how do you do these these readings for people and i love what you said earlier that it's really you're just opening a portal for them to do the work you're not trying to direct anybody into a particular direction but that right. It's just for their own information and they pull the information uh, from the higher self or from the higher dimensions. I, I love that. Um, but where, where do people find you? Yeah. So, so um, I, I, you know, people can just do one session, you know, that's all they want to do. I also coach people too. And I, I help them, you know, um, learn to connect with their higher self more. And the more you do these sessions, the stronger that connection becomes. And the more you become aware of your ego, because most of us are a victim of our ego. We, we think that we are our ego. <laughs> and so, uh, but uh, where you can find me is at uh, www.matthewmarnitz.com. Um, and you know, Matthew with two T's and Marnitz is M-A-R-N-I-T-Z as in Zulu.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and you can schedule an appointment on my, my website. Um, and, uh, I get a free consultation to first time clients and we can talk about the session. I can go over the, everything with you, but, uh, now, if you live in or around Orlando, it would definitely be preferential to do the session in person, at least your first one mm-hmm. um, to do in person. Uh, they're, they're definitely a lot more powerful in person, but I have very powerful sessions also remotely as well. I do a, uh, I do a shorter version of the session. Uh, I could do over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I record the session. I also have a transcript generator that automatically generates a transcript. 
And then I send that out to you over, you know, at the end of the session. Um, I don't program. I don't do any kind of programming. I only ask questions that you want me to ask. I tell people to come up with about 10 questions uh, and then that they would, you know, and I always say, look, these are questions that if you could talk to God, what would you ask God? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so uh, then then I ask the questions for them in the session and kind of guide them them through it. Uh, the session is um, the first one is, is long because we want to make sure it's the first time connecting with your higher self. So we kind of got to blow out the pipes, so to speak. And uh, that you know, so, so that can take um, I schedule six hours and that sounds scary to people. But, uh, you know, there's an there's an about an hour interview or an hour and a half interview um, that we talk first and then uh, and then we put you under in the session. And that can last anywhere from you know two and a half to maybe five hours. Uh, but uh, you won't even realize it. It, it go, You know, when you're in that meditative state, it's like you forget. It's like you're watching a movie and you forget all about it. And the movie is really interesting. Sure. So you'll forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it all it all sounds really interesting and and, yeah. re and reasonable. People, I think, at this point in time, they're used to setting aside a half day for a retreat, a meditation. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're going to study with somebody. You set aside a half day. Um, it's it, it's super important. It seems like great a great tool, and you're going to hear stuff maybe that might be really important to you in terms of your life purpose or, or or where you might be going or your origins. I think it's it's super exciting. Matthew, thanks so much for coming on Basecamp for me. And I, I've really enjoyed meeting you in our conversation. Uh, I have a feeling we'll, we'll be doing another one or having another conversation because all the stuff we talked about, it feels like we're just on that edge of things really unfolding. I think things are going to get more accelerated. And uh, I'd be interested to have another conversation to see what you're noticing as we turn the calendar. Uh, because I have a feeling things are going to start to really pick up here as we get to the end of this year, the election, and then the beginning of next year. But I just wanted to thank you. Really, a lot of gratitude for you and, and what you bring. Thanks, Matthew. Great. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that far-reaching conversation with Matthew Marnitz. The ET topic is being talked about all over the planet. In fact, next week I have a woman on whom I just love and I can't wait to introduce you to her. And there were some good resources to remind you of. These can be part of your own inquiry and investigative journalism as it's always best to arrive at truth from your own curiosity and research. Dr. Michael Sala's books on the Secret Space Program are absolutely essential to understanding this topic. I have four of them in my library. They're all great. The four I I have are one, the U.S. Air Force Secret Space Program. The second one is the U.S. Navy Secret Space Program. A third book called Just Space Force. And the most recent one I read is called Galactic Federations and Councils, which gives you a sort of overview of who's out there, what they are about, and how they are collaborating with our military and certain corporations. Really interesting and insightful reading. And the book that Matthew and I were talking about is Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak. It is a classic, and it's passed around by those in the know. Thank you, base campers. I appreciate it, and I look forward to sitting around the fire with you next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. 
Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.